so we'll go ahead and get started. So, hey, everybody, welcome to the very unofficial Logistics Planners Podcast, episode number six. I'm Gonzo, and I'm joined, of course, by the one and the only. So uh, I'm going to keep it uniform. Uh, I'm Brace. I'm going to leave the extra names off of there. Bracelet or Brace. I changed it again. Just a mess with Gonzo. <laughs> We're going to have to do a like a pre-recorded one so that it, it can't change. Um, yeah. But even though I like to see it changes all the time. So, hey, guys. So thank you guys for joining in. Uh, appreciate the feedback you guys have been leaving, uh, leaving for us in our, uh, in our DMs or, of course, online on the uh, Log Planners Past, Present, and Future page. Uh, a lot of positive feedback, a lot of good recommendations. And surprisingly, a lot of the people that we're getting as guests on this show have either reached out to Bracely on the uh, actual Facebook page or in our DMs because of their ideas. And so... Uh, by all means, we want you to keep doing that, but just know that if you reach out to us in our DMs, we're going to try to get you on the show. And so uh, don't be scared. Everybody's had a great time, and uh, and I'm excited. So, hey, Bracely, this is our first episode that we're going to have two guests on at one time, man. I'm excited. I am, too. I Yeah, it's going to be – oh, go ahead, man. No, no, I said I, I just want to repeat myself. So – I will tell you what, this is, um, it's not May yet, but this is almost like a, maybe like a Cinco de Mayo uh, style episode. Cause so we have, uh, this is almost 75% uh, Latino in here. <laughs> and so I'm proud of that. Sounds like uh, on a Tuesday. Yeah. On a yeah. Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. We have, um, I hope everybody in here drinks Big Red like I do. And, and, and guess, and so. from eating on a Tuesday. What? Taco Tuesday? I'm, I'm hey. All through this episode, I try not to smack like I can hear y'all taking twigs of uh, beverages. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you can hear that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, without further ado, man, I'd like to welcome our uh, our two guests. We have Angel Salinas and we have Rudy Terrazas. Congrats, guys. Thanks for coming on, man. Uh, thank you for letting me in. Yes, appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, so um, I'm glad we got you guys on. Uh, we, I, I want to say Bracely and I have been very deliberate at who we have on here, not who we allow to call on, but when we have them as guests so that we can kind of build upon the show and get one guest to kind of flow into the other. Mm -hmm. And so I know Bracely really wanted the perspective of somebody um, who spent quite a bit of their, uh, their 2G career outside of the LRS. And we have that in Terrazas. And then with Salinas, we have a stat, uh, an NCO who has active duty and spent almost all of his career in another AFSC before cross-training into log plans. And I want to say uh, almost a, a year ago to the week. And so you guys are going to be a very great perspective to the, to the podcast and, uh, and I'd appreciate it. So, Hey, without further ado, Salinas, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself? Hey guys. Uh, thank you for letting me on to the show. I've uh, been in the air force for nine years, rolling into 10, spent eight and a half years as security forces, uh, this is my third duty location. My first duty location as a cop was in Montana. Second location is uh, Central Coast of California. Been around the world here and there. Uh, three deployments, numerous TDYs. Uh, you could say I'm a specialist in nuclear security and law enforcement, but I love law enforcement more. Uh, about summer of 2018, I checked my email. I was selected for NCORP for the NCO retraining program. Ooh. Uh, when I went to that meeting, 
I had no idea what it was. Uh, coming to find out, uh, I was paying out of 800 cops during the time for a retrain. So to myself, it's like, ah, there's some guy who wants it way more than me. No way, no way, no way. So I bypassed phase one, you know. Uh, I'm ready to cop from here on, from day one all the way till then. From uh, everything I went through, it's like, no, I'm not going to leave what I, what I went through. Uh, about 40 days later, I got an email for phase two. Uh, telling me to pick an AFSC, but again, talk to myself. I wasn't going to choose a reach. I wasn't going to choose another AFSC. I'm saying as a cop. By the end of September of 2018, right after the Air Force ball, I forgot what day of the week it was, but I got an email from AFPC to fill out some paperwork. I had no idea what it was, so I just signed it, submitted it, emailed it. The next day, I got an email, another email from AFPC with a class date, and a new AFSC. And I just looked at the screen like I can't believe it. I was forced retrained. I had no idea what this career field was or who exactly it was. I didn't even know it existed. So here I am with you guys now talking exactly uh, <laughs> to be with you guys now. Uh, hey, hey, man, look, I'm not even a cop, but I, I'm even smart enough to to not sign some shit that the Air Force puts in front of me that I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's the funny thing, too, because... Uh, Back uh, when I first joined, I didn't want to be a cop. I went to the recruiting station. What did what do you want to be? I said, I want to be a firefighter. Yeah, let me do that. Uh, a couple of weeks later, say, like, hey, I got a job for you. Uh, it's like, you want a quick ship? I'm down. What is it? Security forces. What's that? I signed up and did it. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. Uh, I didn't know it was mil- I didn't know it was military police. I didn't know it was doing nuclear security or anything like that. Nuclear. So it was just- <laughs> yeah, nuclear. <laughs> so I was just that guy who was just pretty spontaneous. Uh, the first three years of being a cop, I did not enjoy it, of course. You know, I, the, the attitude, the culture, everything that you can possibly think of was not ideal to what the Air Force was supposed to be. I wanted to be that guy who was Monday to Friday from 7.30 to 4.30, holidays off, uh, you know, <laughs> mandatory functions. I, I was like, dude, that's cool. That's the shit. Uh, but instead, I'm like checking IDs at the gate or guarding a fence or guarding a nuke, either or, bouncing between either one or trying to pull someone over depending on the time of the day. Uh, as year four came by, I volunteered to go to ALS uh, because of the attitude and the culture. I was not digging how everything was going. So yeah, I, I'll be a supervisor. Uh, you know, I remember people talking to me. You have a line number? No. <laughs> Went to ALS, came out, became a supervisor. Probably one of the worst moves in my Air Force career because I didn't realize what was going <laughs> to happen to me. Uh, and I didn't know this, but the average supervisor as a cop was ranging from eight to like 16 troops. Uh, as, as a senior airman, I was just like, oh, uh, oh, awesome. So from 2014 to 2018, I've had more than ranging from 12 to 50, like managing, rating, guiding 50 troops under my belt from everything like that, from flight level to element level to work center level. So the brass of leadership and managerial is all there. But yeah, anyways, uh, before I go on a tangent, I'm from Silverdale, Washington, about an hour west of Seattle. Uh, now I'm currently here in California uh, for a little longer than off to another destination. Nice, man. Nice. Hey, well, I'm glad um, uh, you were able to come into the, uh, to the career field and we have you here now. And uh, it's rewarding, man. I-, I will tell you that as somebody who's a prior cross trainee as well, 
from a very demanding and uh, uh, mentally, emotionally draining AFSC. Uh, I did not think my transition from working on the flight line to working in an office was going to be rewarding. And it took about two years and then something finally clicked. But, uh, but yeah, man, I'm glad to have you here. So thank you. Good to meet you there, Salinas. Uh, and then how about the one and only uh, Rudy Terrazas? <laughs> Personally, one of my, I'd say he's probably one of the top 132 people in the world. <laughs> hey! Dang, 132. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> well, uh, I appreciate you bringing me on to the show. Um, my background isn't as intense as Selena's is. Sounds like you had a quite one ride throughout your whole Air Force career. So, yeah. <laughs> I've been around the block. Yep, yep. Let's see. So, uh, I've been in for about a little over 10 years. Uh, always been a 2G. Started off in South Dakota, then went up to Alaska, then to Nebraska, and now I'm here in good old Florida. I've gone on numerous TDYs and been deployed several times. I've actually know both of our hosts today, uh, Master Sergeant Anthony Gonzalez and Master Sergeant Kenneth Bracely. I've uh, worked with both of them a couple of times, so it's been a, it's been a unique experience. Um, Let's see. So I've had a wide range of different opportunities that have been able to present themselves to me, luckily. Um, many of the assignments that I've been on have been all to LRSs, but not really staying with them. So what I would tell everyone is there is the opportunity that even though you're at an LRS, you don't have to do LRS functions. So that's what I've learned throughout this entire time is there are several opportunities, and uh, I've had the lucky fortune to work on different staffs, um, ranging from helping with exercises whenever I was in PACAF, and being as a A5 representative traveling around that area to going to Offit and ha helping out with uh, different assignments and um, events that are occurring there. And then now that I'm here in Florida, uh, I have the distinct opportunity to working in the soft environment and kind of gaining the overall expectations and experiences that they have to bring. Because I'll tell you guys one thing, if they do not operate on normal Air Force uh, 2G rules and it's a completely other ball game. However, all these experiences have allowed me to kind of adapt myself to be someone that can function with each branch. So uh, it's been a living and um, testing experience, but I've enjoyed every moment of it. I think coming in as a 2G from the very get-go allowed me to kind of learn everything uh, quite young in my career. So it helped me understand things as I've progressed. I'll say that uh, I actually met um, Anthony Gonzalez in 2010 on a RAT team. And uh, that's where I learned a lot of the information and just the overall aspect of how much a 2G and the logistics focus helps with the overall uh, efforts that are being put around the world. So. I would say that this entire time, um, I already hit the 10 year mark. I'm probably gonna finish out the whole uh, 20 years being a 2G. I've completely enjoyed it. I don't think I'd ever change to anything else just because of the opportunities that have presented themselves from uh, the career field and just the Air Force and overall DOD. So uh, I do um, wanna thank both of you for bringing me on today. It's been, a, uh, it's been fun and uh, I'm here for everything. <laughs> 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 nice to we'll nice see. to meet you. Yeah. <laughs>
So, so um, I'll ask you this, and I'm not going to ask you, Salinas, just because you're like, see, you just hit a year. I don't think the question is fair to you, but for you, Taraz, this I'll ask you, man. So, in your own words, based on your experiences, what does it mean to be a planner? Um, so to me, you know, it's it's all about pretty much the logistics aspect of it. I know it sounds a little cliche, however, to me, it's really about uh getting things where they're, they're needed, but to support that actual person that's going into combat. So for me, every time that, even though it, some of our, like, um, some of our duties are mundane, especially working at like wing level, you have to think of the overall picture. So for me, I'm always thinking, okay, if I'm sending this, how is this going to contribute to the overall efforts uh, of what the objective is supposed to be? So now working in the soft environment, I'm seeing that firsthand is, okay, I'm going to send X, Y, and Z because these guys out in the battlefield are really needing this or uh, this location isn't going to be able to be supported anymore. Um, maybe they're running out of water. So a lot of the times I always think of these mundane tasks or even the ones that are exciting as, okay, we're here. We need to support the warfighter and um, everyone that's actually out there in the combat because we may have a nice job, but there's some other folks that are out there in the rough. So I'm always wanting to see how I can improve everyone's lives. And that's kind of where I think the 2G logistics aspect of it, kind of how I think about it, um, is just helping helping everyone that's actually out in the battle. That's uh, okay. No, thanks, Rudy, for the explanation. And so while I'm not going to ask you the same question, Selena, uh -huh. based on what you heard Rudy say, in your first year in the career field, does that line up? Uh, I mean, is he is he spot on, or, or what is your first year experience? All right. Of what of what it is that you think your career fair leaders have told you that you should be doing for our customers? All right, all right. So let's uh, take a few steps back, right quick. <clears throat> so, based when I was a cop, you know, you, they just throw us into a location. Yeah, everything is already set there. You got ammunition there, water there, MREs there. You know, you got your little TPs there. Like, well, I mean, TP is like a little tent full of TP and everything. So everything was already established. I was like, oh, cool. Whoever set this up is really smart. You know, it's like, oh, wow, this guy really cares. As time goes through, I went to tech school. We're learning through everything. I was just like, oh, my God, this is what uh, we do? It's like, yeah, this is what we do. I was like, okay. So when I get to my first duty location, uh, granted, the mission is a little different. But when I see how we have to get things scheduled ahead of time i just think of like oh man uh is this something i need to know or is this something that i gotta coordinate with someone so everything lines up to what uh Taraz is saying it's just more the sense like uh, i gotta dig into what exactly the requirements are needed or what am i what's the end goal of what i'm looking for uh as chief griffin said at uh, the previous podcast like everything is pretty chaotic when it comes to communication organization and coordination i'm just like scratching my head it's like uh, i'm trying to figure things out here. I don't know maintainer parts. I don't know vehicle parts. I, I, don't, I don't know like who even controls the toilet paper around here to send it off in a box. And I have to scratch my head. I have to get this weighed? What? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so yeah. everything is uh, the first year or more like the first like eight months was uh, pretty confusing for me because uh, I had no idea what I was looking for. I, I had to nosedive into an AFI local requirements. I had to talk to someone. Uh, I had to like not I not saying I was pretty prideful or anything of like that, but I had to like knock down my vocabulary just to straight up tell them, hey, I, what is this part that I need to send out so I know the priority level? You know, uh, I sound pretty arrogant when I say it, 
because I say, just like as I told you guys, what is this part? I have no idea what I am doing. <laughs> kind of lose credibility in the work center and myself, but I, I have to know what I'm trying to do so I can satisfy the customer to give you the deadline and everything of the sort. So the first year was actually pretty rough. Uh, just so, because I'm trying to get them to know everything. Uh, my acronyms had to get flipped. The verbiage had to get flipped just to satisfy the customers, just to satisfy everything else surrounding us. Uh, hopefully that kind of answers your question in the sense. Uh, I have a lot more in my head, but I, I, I think I just narrowed it down. Oh, I think that's good. What do you think, Both of them, uh, what, what they said, I mean, uh, from, their, from their true experience, I, I think that... Um, just going over the last couple of episodes, we've ran into so many wide, wide variety of ranges of what people see as a planner, but it's always going back to that, those, those couple of key points. And um, I think, you know, I think it's, it's spot on too. I mean, um, it makes sense to put it that way. So that's my take on it. Uh, so for, for Rudy. Yeah. Big question is, um, you spent time in the LRS. So how, how many years do you say you spent the LRS? Ooh, I've spent maybe seven. Okay. Like each time that I was within an LRS, I would always look to kind of do something outside of it. So uh, even whenever I was up in Alaska, there were times where like I self-enrolled in the Jobs course. I self-enrolled in a couple other courses. That way, whenever uh, pretty much the MadgeCon and stuff like that was looking for volunteers, I could be like, hey, I, uh, I self did this, this and that. And then I would kind of get roped into pretty much building exercises for all of PACA. So that's how I met you that first time in Kadena, or no, in uh, Yokota, yeah. was I had become part of the A5 team mm -hmm. and working around with them. So uh, just using kind of like myself almost to try finding different information i was able to um, get attached to the magcon and basically go build exercises for them which also led me into uh working at red flag and then i would build for red flag nellis and red flag alaska as their jokester so i mean at each location i've had a i've been able to kind of reach out to the magcom and kind of work with different individuals to where uh like my experience and just kind of trying to better myself came into big effect. So I don't know, each, uh, each place was a nice time. I mean, shoot, even here in Florida, whenever um, I was working with you with the CSW project, that was completely outside of the normal scope. Um, but I think all these opportunities are kind of hidden until you actually try putting in a little bit of effort to see what is all out there. So, so you did six, six years, you say you did six years in the traditional LRS? In, the, in like a long yeah. time? Okay. Yeah, I'd say six, seven years, um, conventional LRS. But even in that, I was always uh, being farmed out. I was being farmed out to go try working with the uh, the MAGCOM or yeah. working on different okay. exercises. Yep. So so you had either either one. So basically, it sounds like you had either one or two things. You had supervisor that saw something, uh, supervisor leadership that saw something good in you, or you had supervisor leadership that basically pawned off great opportunities uh, that they didn't even recognize were great opportunities. And you, you took it <laughs> well advantage of those great opportunities to develop yourself as a law planner. Yeah. So that's 
So uh, I, I, I can appreciate your your, your storyline, man, because um, you know I'm I'm somewhat jealous, man. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> yeah, me, me too. Like, like hey, hey, you know, uh, <laughs> this this airman come into career field and then got a chance to get get all this upbringing and opportunities, and then you got a little old me. I'm saying a little old me, and hey, can I go do such and such? Nah, we ain't got enough manpower. Well, hey. Uh, this is a cool uh, opportunity. Nope, we ain't got enough bodies. Hey, hey, Bracey, look. Let me tell you, I, I've known Rudy for about a decade now. Look, how how do I put this? How do I put this respectively, right? I would say, in an analogy, Rudy is like everybody's yeah. got a friend like this. Rudy is like that one friend that it's like, uh, you hang out like on a Saturday. And he's got oh, this girl, hey, and then you uh, hang out the next Saturday, oh. and he's like, and he's like, well, I don't like God. <laughs> we don't have to bring up current but, situations right now. I'm talking about like the log planets. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which couldn't be uh, closer to the truth. No, but I, I say that in a respectful way, in that Rudy is the type of person, and it's personality driven, is that he gets oh. bored very quickly if he thinks that the tasks that he's doing are mundane and it's not that he's cocky or disrespectful. It's just that he wants to help as much as he can. So I think a lot of the opportunities that he's got are because he ain't going to leave your ass alone until you hey, give him something uh, to do. Persist, persistence. So, so, yeah. And what I was getting ready yeah. to say to those effects is it sounds like, um, like Rudy is going to eventually be the Captain America of the, the 2G world uh, <laughs> because of all these yep. different experiences that he's had. The only thing, the only thing he has to do now is supervise for real, for real. Yep, and that's mm-hmm. so. That's what's actually uh, what I want to go back into because right now, I mean, in the soft community, I'm the lowest ranking person. I mean, I'm on the staff, and it's. Uh, I think there's only three or four enlisted folks that are within my directorate. Everyone else is lieutenant colonels. So, hey, man. hey yeah. I, look, and I look. I still don't have no sympathy for you. Uh, yeah. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> because because I can, when I came in, I was a slick sleeve. I don't know too many people that's coming in slick sleeve now. So it took a long yeah. time for me to be. Yeah, damn. Started, you started from, from the, the bottom. bottom now we're here. Um, and and I, I was a, the lowest lowest ranking in every category could I could ever be be uh in every category. Even at IMS, even though I'm a senior select, I'm still the lowest ranking loggy at IMSC. Yeah. No way. Literally. I would say I think <laughs> my only ex, my real only uh, experience actually supervising, I think I've only had like one, maybe two troops at a time. And then uh what? I actually got an opportunity to kind of uh i branched out whenever i'm here before i came over to the soft community was uh i actually went up to the css not a lot of people know that only some people do Mm. um my commander pulled me up so i got to supervise three civilians and three military that was uh that was a whole other thing Um, that's huge that that is it was that is huge that that is so, that is so huge that you said not not the not not the airmen, but you got the you got the chance as an NCO, a tech sergeant or staff, whichever rank it was, you supervised civilians. Dude, that yeah, is, that was a, a huge whole other ball game. <laughs> but but there there's unless you go to a 
an AFMC base. Uh-huh. Yeah. Or like a maybe an AETC, just only for my knowledge out there for the folks who's listening, you won't get the opportunity to supervise a civilian until you become like a a flight, a flight chief, flight superintendent, or maybe yes, yeah, something like that. So that's a huge feat. Now, um, one of one of the questions I, I, I do have for you is how do you take advantage of leadership opportunities? And the reason I'm asking is because there were there was a question that really talked about, hey, if I'm in this specialized unit where you know we don't have the traditional Air Force opportunities to get that whole person concept. Even though you're at an Air Force base, you're in a specialized mm-hmm. unit. How are you taking the opportunity to meet those expectations of a CNCO from a social standpoint? I mean, uh, I'm so a, a lot of it, I'm sorry. Yeah, it was like a lot of that type of stuff. I have to reach back to the main base, and then uh, just it's almost as if I'm staying in contact with a lot of the individuals that are part of the main base. So. There's a project that I'm working on right now to where um, we're getting my unit, lieutenant unit, to actually participate with the ALS classes. So it's just me kind of setting nice. um, pretty much networking. So it's all, I, I think networking is like one of the biggest things in the Air Force or just in life in general. So a lot of times I'll start talking to just random people and then from there, uh, take advantage of the opportunities. So one of them is that networking, um, our tenant unit to pretty much engage with uh, the ALS classes and then show them what we do uh, along with actually teaching um, kind of our perspectives and stuff like that. So I've just been trying to kind of keep myself uh, involved because even though we get a ton of emails, a lot of them are actually pretty useful. And then uh, just not being afraid to reach out. Um, I've kind of noticed that is that you just have to Kind of put yourself out there and then just go with it okay okay so yeah everybody's out there listening um you don't have to be in a regular lrs or regular all plan shop to take advantage no to, to take advantage of those those uh other um like those other you know check i ain't gonna call it check boxes but those expectations because even in the joint even in the joint and i think it looks more uh, I think it probably looked more uh, appetizing uh, in the EPR on the promotion package uh, when they see that you're able to lead your peers from other services. Um, yeah. Um, so to me, that that tells me that um, if I'm looking at that, if you're in an opportunity where you're like that, where you just join across the board, um, that, that tells me that you you don't that that you. If you were able, if you were put in that position to be a senior listed, senior listed advisor or, or, or a leader uh, in a joint setting, you know how to communicate. You've taught, you know how to effectively communicate across the line to our sister services. And that's yeah. important. That's important. That's important as growth and development as well. Mm-hmm. So um, go ahead. So, yeah, say, so we're, we're talking about. Uh, you know, you you mentioned you know Taraz's career uh, could very well mimic what our definition so far has been of the you know the perfect Captain America log planner or Captain Marvel log planner. So uh, I, I think uh, and I, I think you would agree, Bracely and Tarazis, It's uh, a lot of it has to do with personality, but also right. the opportunity has to be there, right? Oh, you yes. got to be lucky enough to be in the right place at the right time. So um, 
So before I, I do want to go down that road, but before we do that, so we do have somebody on here who's an NCO as well, just like you, Taraz, but he, he's in his first year. So I'll ask uh, both of you guys, and I, and, I, and I already know the answer to this. I know you guys do too. So Hello. for Sergeant Salinas, where do we point him to say, hey, this is the document that tells you exactly what your career failures expect you to be able to do and the training courses and career progression that you should be looking to, uh, to that, that your career should be looking to mimic. Where does he find that? Uh, which one? Which no, there is an actual one? log yeah. AFI. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, the actual <laughs> only one. AFI. Yeah, yeah, the two G one. AFI. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. So, if you go yeah. to EPUBs, man, or just Google it, this uh, our two G O X one log plans, career field yeah, education, read, and training plan. Read it uh, before I it's, came in. Uh, I actually met Chief Morgan, uh, my previous duty location. I didn't know he was a log planner at the time. Uh, he was the one who told me about that AFI to look into it and everything. Uh, when I came into this duty station, my first supervisor gave me the updated version of it. So uh, I, I read it inside and out, back and front. I reference it probably every once in a while just to make sure. For real? Uh, that, that's, where, For real. that's where I need to go. You, you, read it, you read it inside and out, front to back? Uh, yep. I mean, I might forget a few things here and there because I'll do look at it to, re, uh, to reference what's, myself. What's on page, what's on page three? three. Page three. Uh, uh, hey, one second. Let, let, let me let me get on my phone right quick and Google it. Hey, Google. <laughs> yeah, let me Google it real quick. Yeah. Hey, that's a trick question. The page that page yeah. is intentionally left blank. <laughs> no, hey, but 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 Bracely is correct. If you want, if somebody comes to, or you're if ever if you're at work and somebody comes to you as a you know a young airman that comes to you, you're their boss and. Hey, I don't know what we're supposed to be doing. Or if maybe, let's say, your IDO, who may be an officer, maybe civilian, says, "Hey, we need to start doing this." And if it doesn't, excuse me, if it doesn't sound right, refer to that and bring it up and say, and don't be because nobody likes this person. Nobody likes the yeah. well, AFI says no. Nah. But when it comes to but but when it comes to our career field, in my opinion, so much of our career field is about taking the the guidance in the yeah, AFI and getting it creatively, right? And applying it to how it, in your own way, right? So you got to look at that, that I, I'm very, very passionate. I know Bracely is too, about our fundamentals. Um, you, nobody in our career field, I don't care who you are, is going to be able to get to where somebody like Bracely or Tarazis is in their career, unless you know the fundamentals. And you don't got to know all of them. But you should know the majority of them, and you should know, especially as an NCO, when somebody comes to you and says, "Hey, I think we need to do this," and it goes against what it is that our career fair leader said that you should fundamentally be doing, for you as an NCO to step up and say, "Hey, mm, I don't think so," and then have that in your back pocket. But uh, in addition, just to talking about our our fundamentals, it also lists out your life as a log planner. It puts in there, and I'll just say, you know, year year zero to year twenty. Mm -hmm. But you know, people will stay in longer than twenty. But it has a career progression, and it goes from what your darn job title should be at each rank, what the functions you should be able to be to do, and then what special duties are available to you at each rank. If you guys don't know what that is, it's our yeah, it's our our basically our career field guidance. You can get it off EPUBs. Take a look at it, guys. Every single course that you want to go to. 
every rank that you want to get to and everything you should be doing yeah. at that point the only is listed is in that guide. on your location. And Chris Clark, you're probably listening to this episode. And I don't care what you say. You know <laughs> what the location is. If, if LRS ain't got the money, they not. They they ain't. Well, if they got the money, they gonna choose. Nope, I'm not gonna imply that. You just gotta be your supervisors and you as well gotta be strategic about your career field development plan. And make sure that whenever they do um, the annual budgets and the in the training but in the budget and training calls, that they that your leadership understands how important it is to justify getting you trained. And you have to tie it to the basis mission. And we know that when it comes to jokes, if you're not in jokes every day, no one's gonna support you going to a unit funded jokes course unless unless you figure out how to tie that. Or associate that with the everyday operation and support of of the of the base and of the mission. Hey, sorry, bracelet. Hey, I <clears> will that, say though that, that the wing. jokes course for everyone that's going to be listening to this, um, there it is an online version that you can take as well and get the same certification that you would get if you uh, if you attend. It's, uh, it's you through the that, Fort Dix. You mean that prerequisite um, that you got to take the, before? No, nope. or they got. There is no prerequisite. You can do it all online. No, no, no. The actual, the actual course itself, the introduction to jokes course. For the intro, and then once you take that, it'll send you a link to Sipper, Mm -hmm. and all it is, it's a two-week course now, and it's free. So for those that want to actually learn it and actually see the background, yep. (laughs) So you mean because that's how I got mine. You mean you mean to tell me? You mean to tell me? That, that <laughs> people don't have I'm, I'm and I'm being sarcastic about this because what's going to end up happening is after you get through with this I'm pretty sure it's probably like a few other people in the crew that know about this but if you did shame on you shame on you shame <laughs> on you so you mean to tell me we got a lot of lawyers that could be joke certified right now and, yes, they, and they, you can get your J prefix <laughs> yes it's and that's the full on course, course about two weeks Nazo, you know about this uh, happens on uh, happens on Sipper Gonzo, you know yep. what? I didn't know about this. So I had no clue about this. So let's just so Gonzo's dumb. Where would Gonzo <laughs> go if he wanted to find out more about this course and maybe be able to take it to my supervisor and say, hey, staff sergeant, so and so, can I go to this online? Come on, Gonzo, don't get quiet now. <laughs> I mean, I can go, Rudy. Don't get quiet now, Rudy. Hey, can you guys hear me? Hey, so for this one, it's, hey, uh, so it's what? the Dick's training website. Okay. <laughs> Or you can go to our training plan. Yeah, so um, for what I so I just used Google, and what I found on Google is this is part of the Joint Deployment Training Center Education and Support Course, otherwise known as the JDTC. Uh-huh. If you were to Google JDTC or Joint Deployment Training Center, what's going to pull up is a listing of their course catalog, which will have their unclassified and their classified websites where you can go and take a look at all the in-resident courses or their mobile training team courses, and of course, the online courses for the JOPES courses. Uh, But it's not limited to JOPES. They have courses on there for uh, Joint Capability Requirements Manager. They have Geeks J courses. They have all kinds of stuff. I would honestly Uh, say that that the JOPES course, at least, I think was more beneficial to understanding how everything actually works, especially... um, just looking at it now, taking that course a while ago, 
it uh it has definitely benefited me because I've been able to say, hey, no, I've gone through this course. Here's my certification. And then from there, I mean, some additional doors open up. So it's a highly recommended um, course. Plus, you can keep it uh, after um, after the military, saying that you are job certified as well. Man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You said that's a J indicator? What kind of indicators do you have? Uh, so is that a is if you've gone to CWPC and if you're sitting in that type of... Look at you gotta be in that building. They spin jewels like left and right. <laughs> is it the white? It's the white claw. Hey, it's the white claw. It's the white claw sucking. <laughs> yeah. Hey, let's not. Hey, Bracely, don't pump this boy's head up too much. Let me tell you about this boy. <laughs> Since I've been here and we've gone to work out together, there isn't one time that we haven't been at the gym where he's not wearing hey, a soft t-shirt. You know, you know what, like, Chief will be so here, proud bro. to hear hear what you're saying about soft. T. Cooper. T. Cooper would be so proud to hear you talking about Salton and how you so how you bragging he about the, he was in the position right now. He was in this or yeah, he, he actually worked in the, oh, the yeah, office yeah. that I'm working in right now. <laughs> hey, I went when when Chief Cooper uh came to uh, Osan with us, that's all he did. I hear when I, when, when I was salt forces, that's all he talked about. Salt forces. <laughs> Hey, 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 when when Chief Cooper hit his episode, he's gonna be proud that you that you represent all forces over there real tough. Hey, it's it's a someone got to do it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now you just need the muscles to back it up. What's that clicking over there in the background? Oh, Oh, that's me. My bad. Yeah. (laughs) I know you're fine, man. You're fine. So, so yeah. Hey, no, thanks for bringing up that Rudy. And then, yeah, for you, Sergeant Salinas, and then for everybody listening, take a look at that at our log plans AFI. Take a look at it. And I don't want, I'm not going to tell you to go in there and read the whole damn thing. But what you need to read is number one, what the hell are the fundamentals that our senior leaders have identified? Two, excuse me, what our career progression looks like. And you need to mirror yours as close to that. Excuse me. Can't stop burping. And then three, Take a look at what courses our career for leaders have identified that you should be having. And then at what, at what point? Um, and then just to kind of piggyback on, on talking about the whole online course thing, I'm an online, I'm both a hybrid. I did online and residence courses. Rudy, I know you did the same thing. Bracey, you're getting ready to start your grad degree pretty soon. And I'm sure some of it's going to be online, right? There's nothing wrong with, with learning online, right? Distance learning is okay. And I'll take it a step further that while I'm in the seat there, on the uh, as the fam for the uh, career field, I'm going to be pushing our career field leaders to take as many of our courses online as we can. And I'm not talking about tech school. I'm talking about stuff like LogMod, stuff like WRM. Maybe we can get some support agreement stuff on there because it's again, it's 2020. There's no damn reason why I should hold 15 classes a year with 20 students each when I can do something like uh, we talked about earlier offline um, or before the episode, Salinas holding the online Zoom yeah. course that a lot of colleges, high schools, and, and you guys are doing right now, where I can get 20 or 30 people in there and have yep. them face-to-face with the instructor to be able to ask questions, yeah, right? That's, that's Let's smart. take advantage of that. So anyways, I'll get off my high horse. So let's, right, let's what talk we about AA hey, Ron over here from these two gentlemen. So uh, for somebody who had recently, <laughs> not long time ago, <laughs> recently cross-trained into the career field, 
Now I'm saying this because um, I was one of those people who were against cross trainees only because of kind of what you said, what you alluded to when you became when you became a senior airman and staff sergeant. Like you know, you, you guys made the uh, made super made promotion uh, very difficult for us uh, as pure pure bloods. You know, uh, uh, I'm telling y'all mud bloods. You know, from my you know, I'm using, I'm using my, my Harry Potter lingo right now. You know? yes, yes, I love Harry Potter. I've seen every one of them at least every every version. And I read some of the books I hate reading, but I've seen every Harry Potter at least six times a piece. Just minimal. Anyway, like I was saying, um, what? <laughs> and, and, and the reason I'm asking this question, man, because um, it was up until recently uh, where I was talking to the great Candace Helder, and she kind of like um, shifted my mindset and focus when it came to uh, cross trainees. And it kind of it was disheartening to hear some of her stories as far as how she was treated uh, when she first came in the career field. So I had to, I had to kind of take a, a moment of self-reflection and kind of look, look like, okay, these are teammates too. Uh, all they're, they're one of two things. One, the first thing first is coming in from a different career field is going to definitely build and make me a better individual. And two, um, you know, we, at, at this current state and age, we need all the helping hands we can get. So um, what has been, to my question, what has been probably the most difficult thing about your transition? The most difficult uh, is just admitting that I don't know. Uh, just being a lot slower than compared to the other airmen who came out uh, straight out of tech school into the duty station. It's just me I flat out saying, yeah, I don't know. I Can you give me the reference to where I'm looking at? Do I know? Uh, can you give me a deadline? Because uh, so you, for my peers understand that I'm going to be a lot slower compared to others. Uh, there's a lot of things that I have to admit. It's just flat out saying, I don't know. That's probably the hardest part for me to do uh, as a cop for anyone to say, I don't know. It just looks like, dude, it's so easy. There's written instructions right in front of you. Unfortunately, as a log planner, from my experience, I mean, we have SOPs and everything, but a lot of it is just based on experience kind of ordeal uh, and second nature because it's uh, pretty routine and everything. But for me to say, I don't know, uh, I will say it from the bottom of my heart. That's probably been the hardest thing for me to say and endure. The fee uh, I asked for feedback and teach me how to do it. Uh, again, stepping down from being X amount of years into the Air Force, going back down to a zero level, three level, and teaching me everything from the ground up again. Uh, that's probably like the hardest part for me is to do and to readjust and to readapt. Uh, I, I would say I am a sponge because I do love to learn. I love to learn new processes or mm -hmm. ask the questions or why we do that. But it's more of a sense. It's just cutting, uh, cutting out the pride. Uh, hopefully, well, it does. hopefully that kind of answers it, your it question. Does, it does answer the question. Uh, and, and mainly because, um, and again, that's your personal preference, but what you just said, what you alluded to was, you, you were humble enough to be a follower at the same time while you're being a leader. And uh, that goes a long way when it comes to credibility. Uh, it could it could go a long way when it comes to credibility, depending on the maturity that you have with your airmen as well as your counterparts. Because one of the things that uh, I did experience uh, coming up in the world uh, with with people who cross-trained, I was the same airmen they were tech and above, it's that, that who are you to tell me how to do this job? I'm not listening to you because you are a certain way. And that 
that develops that that creates that discord when we're only trying to do what we need to do as subordinates. And as a subordinate, I don't care what rank I am. And somebody from working with somebody, it's my job to make sure they don't get fired. You know, and when I say that, it means that hey, you're in charge, you're you're the leader. Uh, I understand my role, my, my role uh, when it comes to the to the dynamics of this team. What's the expectation? Now, if you're one of those leaders that that I that, that that you have that, uh, for lack of a better word, slave mentality, or you have that holier than now, or you have that I'm better than you type of approach. Uh, uh, it's, it's gonna it's gonna be tough. I'm 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 a I will do what I'm supposed to do, but trust and believe, um, it's gonna be tough on that individual too. Because I'm the type of person that if you know everything, well, hey, teach me what you don't. Absolutely, and uh, that's where I look at the most. I mean, if you know everything, share. Uh, I learned that from uh, my previous career field too. If you know a lot, share. Uh, don't hold it back. I mean, don't throw it at me like, oh, you don't know. It's like, I, hey, I. I I'm coming to you for help. You know, my boys, my girls, my airmen, everyone's coming up to you. It's like, hey, asking you for help. Uh, that you know so much, uh, share the knowledge. You know what I mean? Teach me. If you want to teach me, show me. Show me the others. You know, show us the right way of doing things and everything to sort. Uh, not, yeah. not just coming as a retrain, but just for so, everybody. So what did you think that you bring to the Uh From what I was told, what I bring in is management and leadership. Uh, I might not have the job knowledge, but I do know how to talk and communicate and try my best to lead and manage, you know, when it comes to task uh, orientation and whatnot. Of course, uh, I have to understand the priority of, of a lot of things and what I'm looking at, but it's more motivating the airmen to tackle the project or tackle the task or, or to accomplish it. Just uh, more of that. It's just motivating our folks to uh, say hard charging and everything like that. Uh, I, I know how to lead more than one person. That's what I was bred to do. Uh, I can manage, but when it comes to organization uh, for this career fit, I have to, again, I always say I have to lead, understand the priority of things. Because if you don't give me a priority, you don't tell me it's hot, I'm just going to see it as another objective. It's like, all right, uh, since we've been working on this, we'll put, you, put that at the end of the pile, so on and so forth. Uh, but what I do bring is a brass of experience from leading from every type of level, from uh, Airman Basic, from Slick Sleeve, all the way up to a Staff Sergeant, Tech Sergeant, and even cooperating with the master sergeant, senior leaders, so on and so forth. That's dope. Yeah, that's dope. I like that. Because, uh, again, I come in, uh, regardless if I come in not knowing anything, I, I'll sure as hell like, still be the shield as you need me to be as an NCO. Uh, I'll still take the hit. I'll still take the fire. I'm not going to throw it at you. Hey, Sarge, I don't know. It's just more the sense like, okay, uh, me, and, uh, me and Aaron such and such, we're going to learn the process together so we won't mess up again. So, Just of that sort. That's a um, that, that, first of all, Bracely, great question, and then no, that's a really good response, man. I mean, I, I've uh, I've never been assigned to where you are in Cali, but when I was uh, at one of my bases, we had to go out there for a couple of weeks for an exercise, and I met your LRS commander, and then we were lucky enough to sit down there and, and talk with your uh, <coughs> your IDRC staff and IPR staff just to pick their brain in, in addition to your RDO, and that's a very dynamic mission. That's one of those where you're going to get something that the other 95% of the career field isn't going to get. So um, don't look at that as a detriment. Look at that as a, as a positive. And uh, it, when you couple that with the skills and professionalism and, and supervisor and people skills that you've picked up in your last uh, career field, that's going to be huge, man. 
Um, I, did I hear you earlier say that you are getting ready? I to am. I was notified for an assignment last Thursday. What you uh, Can you tell us? What we uh, be said to quarantine uh, everyone? Actually, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, my quarantine. <laughs> I mean, if you want to say it like that, it's pretty quarantine out there in the Pacific. They say hello, aloha. But, oh, yeah. really? Oh, listen to this. Are you so, serious? Oh, that's it, bro. Uh, aloha. Well, you know what? Last time I checked, they don't say aloha. Redirect. So, so wow. So, are you going to the oh, to the uh, oh, 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 You got camp. Yeah, he's going to camp Smith. Yep, that's nice. Yes, sir. Hey, hey, oh, look, hey, right now, hey, I'm about to tell you right now. Chris Cody and Aaron are now cut off from from all communication with me. Like literally, communication. Like you mean to tell me, like you y'all just walking yep. into these little great opportunities? Yeah. <laughs> People over here front lines, like we we fighting. Yeah. We've been we've been. Hey, I'm like I'm like the color movie color purple. All my life, I had to fight. Hey, no, straight up. So, uh, uh, I mean, I'm a button clicker. Uh, so when I look at like AMS, I mean, my whole career, I've been clicking the button. Uh, I've had a, a superintendent tell me, "Hey, just click the button. Just do it. Just do it." I was like, "Okay." I kept the mentality of the mindset. So here I am clicking the button. I read something. I click the button. I don't get a response. Okay, let's click another button. Hey, man, here's what I'll tell you. So you're good. You're going. You're... Okay, so, hey, this is what I'll tell you there, Salinas. You're going out to a great opportunity, man. Um, I was at one log plan space for four years before I was a button clicker as well. Clicked it, and I was able to get uh, a gig working at the uh, headquarters European Command uh, COCOM staff in the J4 there. Uh, was I ready for it? No, <laughs> absolutely not. I was not ready for it. As a planner, I was not ready for it. However, I will tell you that I would not be in the position I am today if I hadn't have had that opportunity. And that's all it took. It took that opportunity. It took me being able to see a bigger picture. And it took me working with uh, uh, people that I would have never worked with if I had stayed in my previous career field. Um, and so I can, I 100% credit my, my yes. first COCOM gig, right? Um, second from that, I will tell you that you have a very good, a very smart and a very hands-on fundamentally sound chief, uh, and chief master and Jason Mays there on the PACAF A4 staff. He's a, he'll be your log plans chief there. Right. And even though you're not going to be assigned to him and his forces there on the staff or in the Pacific, you're not too far from, uh, uh, you know, from that location, make it a point and talk with him, reach out to him once a month, go meet with him quarterly, right? You have him. And I want to say, uh, I want to say Dela Hose, but it might be, no, sorry, Dela Cruz, Dela Cruz, uh, Mass Sergeant, he's on the staff as well too. Uh, of course you have Mass Sergeant Chris Clark, who I know was on yeah. the, on the A, yeah. I believe, you what was he, basically A3 Kayla, exercises Kayla there? Tech Sergeant type. So uh, you have A3 as well. Oh, yep. Uh, All right. Homie over there, Stephanie. Stephanie you, Press, man. You have she, a lot of she's people. A, she's hey, re definitely, definitely a person that they get with and talk to. Look, man. You, look, hey, take some advice from Tarasas. You need to be a pain in their butts and say, hey, yo, when are we getting together? When are we going to have a loggy or a tip? Sorry. When are we going to have a planner all call? When are we going to get together and network like you talked about earlier? 
Um, but definitely, man, I can't and if, take advantage you don't of that get any, position. And if you don't get any response on setting when it you up, get there, you set it up yourself. And take advantage. So uh, that's something I learned throughout the past. If I, if I can't, if no one sets it up, I'm going to set it up for you. And uh, <laughs> we'll go from there and see what happens, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. But congrats on that assignment. Um, man, you sound like a junior Tarazis. <laughs> like, always weaseling your way out into better assignments. Yeah, no, Look, Nope. If Bracely or I ever, if oh, we ever yeah. filled the assignment team, we'd yeah. make sure you boys don't go there. I'll tell you no, that right no, now. If I show you guys my AMS, <laughs> like, the list is pretty long from uh, when I first came in in 2010 to like now. That list is pretty big. When I was a cop, I would just con continuously to click the button, put in resumes, put in the packages and everything. And a lot of them say uh, admin canceled, admin canceled, NCO admin canceled. It's like, oh, all right. So at least someone's saying something. I mean, <laughs> and uh, just like yeah. uh, Taraz is over there. I mean, uh, I'm a pretty bored guy. I'll know everything I possibly can. Uh, if it gets to the point where it's like peak, or when you're about to plateau, when you go in straight lines, like, all right, let's find the next challenge. Let's go see what we have to go, can do next. I mean, what, if I can't improve, I already improved everyone here, hopefully. Let's see what's next. Or let's help someone else get to the next step. You know, that's so kind of ordeal. That's good. That's good. So what do you guys got, man? I think we've already uh, covered our points here. Are we ready to talk a little bit more work? Or do we want to riff a little bit? What do you guys got? We're sitting right now at about... What I uh, we're under an hour. What I want right to do is, you know, and you guys got About 30 seconds to the time. And I'll just play them. Um, each one of y'all, because because you guys are unique in, in your own way, right and way, throw, throw a nugget, throw one nugget out there for anybody that you, that one is looking for those crazy opportunities like like what you had or what you have experienced arises. And then um, for you, Aaron, uh, Offer any advice to anybody who's who's been who's going through what you're going through, or or in your shoes right now, or uh, no? Okay. You know I mean? Well, so I I'll say the biggest thing or the hardest challenge has always been my rank. I've never let that get into uh, like get in my way almost, and not as in like a disrespectful way, but more like a. Uh, let's say, so even whenever I was a senior airman, I was picking up gigs or I was picking up opportunities to go work on staff and help out with different opportunities. So I would say the biggest thing is don't let the whole rank thing get in your way. If you want to do something, just go for it, but tactfully. So do it in a way that, uh, it, it, like what you mentioned earlier, Carl it was uh, kind of adding the justification behind what you're trying to do, why you're trying to do it, and basically how it's going to further your career, but not just your career, but also how it's going to improve the overall uh, mission. So I've ran into that a lot. Is um, I've always been the one that was, uh, wasn't the highest ranking, but I've always tried to kind of step outside of my bounds um, tactfully and always work with my bosses. Uh, so just good communication and then uh, just push yourself. So I'd say that's my biggest thing. Uh, for me, I would say just uh, be persistent. Uh, even if they tell you no, it's like, all right, how do we change that no to a yes? Uh, what do I need to improve on? And find a little bits of pieces to improve. Uh, I mean, when I was a cop, I, if, when the opportunity comes in front, I'm going to take it. I, I went to Ranger tryouts. I was the only one there. I mean, that was like the worst 13 hours of my life. But I still, I still tried. Uh, I went to Raven tryouts. <laughs> I was the only one that did. 
took me pretty far out and everything. It's just the mere fact that do you want it? Go for it. But you have to, you have to justify yourself. Can you do it? If you can't do it, be prepared for it. I mean, know the knowledge, know in and out, be persistent. You want something. Unfortunately, it's not going to be a handout. It's going to have to, you have to earn for it. You have to strive for it. I mean, don't stop. Don't quit. Keep pressing. Just click the button. I mean, uh, but uh, when, uh, just like yeah. you guys would all agree though, when you click the button or keep pressing straight, whatever you ask or go for, be expected to, to take it and do it. If it's given to you, it's because you've been pinged out or selected. Uh, you're the right fit for it. Show us what you got kind of ordeal. Just don't stop. So that's uh no, those are great responses. Bracelet, you're on it tonight with the no, questions, man. No. I'm and, good. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to work on my talking. No, yeah, I, I talk too much. I'm trying to work on it. A little, little off topic. <laughs> no, you definitely don't. But you got a lot to say, Bracey. So don't stop it. Um, so, so Rudy, I know, I know you're uh, uh, Mexicano, so what is that called? What is that called? Okay. <laughs> so I, I'm Mexicano. <laughs> Mexicano? Mex, Mex, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, <laughs> so, so I'll ask you guys this, man, in your opinion, have you guys, do you guys think that that our Latino culture, the machismo and a, and a Latin man has really played into how you guys look at your careers and those opportunities. Like, and I asked that because uh, Tarazis, you brought up that, hey, you've never let your rank limit yourself and you're always looking to grow as a person, but you're not doing it just, to, just for you. You're doing it to, to help others, right? And then Salinas, you just talked about it too. You know, you're that button pusher. You're always looking, you might get bored. I know for me too, I, that's the reason that I, I, I think that that's the reason I'm in the position I'm in right now. There's always been inside of me uh, some sense of pride, right? And it's the pride of having to make my family proud and make a better life for my, for my family, for my loved ones. Uh, you guys absolutely. think that plays uh, into uh, you at all? I, I got a small little legacy. I like to continue on, you know, being a, being a Hispanic, uh, having a Hispanic heritage and everything, it's within our trades to press, like to work hard and keep moving forward and everything that I would like to say, it's like within the blood to keep flowing. And we'd like to share uh, again, as Hispanics, we like to share too, you know, whatever we gain with whatever little that we have, we give out, we, we share the knowledge, we share what we, what we earn and all the sorts are. Yes. I do believe it uh, has a lot to do with it. <laughs> I agree, man. I mean, like, you talk about, shirt, talk about the white claws. White claws are anyways utterly disgusting. Whoa! Hold up, claws out. <laughs> I went. I went and bought a case of white claws. Oh, shots fired! Only because Donzo been bragging on white white claws, and uh, me and my wife split one, and it still has not been finished. He probably got the pure. I, I never tried a white claw. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait what's what flavor? Pure? What's the different what flavor? Yeah, yeah, you got the pure, bro. <laughs> Man, I, the, the root, the root be great. There's flavors. What flavor did you try? Black cherry. Black ah, cherry yeah, is look, even man. worse. Uh, yo, black cherry. <laughs> Lemon. Like, okay, I got that one right here in my hand right now. Oh, I'm gonna open oh my it says goodness. it's 100 oh. calories, 5% alcohol. Y'all get this. Go, get this. Get this. Are you yeah, people from healthy. It's healthy for you. Are you people from California and in in Washington State and Oregon? Yeah. It's gluten free. So 
It's healthy. Crack this thing open, right? Bro, two, yeah, carbs. I heard that, right? two carbs. Are you kidding me? Hey, Gonzo, he probably likes Trulies. <laughs> All right. Oh, that sounds good. That sounds good. <laughs> yeah, no, Trulies taste like yeah, taste nasty like also. Trulies. You got an Android too, nope. bro. It tastes like the bad medicine, medicine, man. Come on. <laughs> it's called... Oh. <laughs> oh. Black cherry. Will... What, what, what flavor you got? Oh, my God. It's so good. That's the one that started. Hey, so, Rudy, you still got to answer the question, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rip it a little bit. So I had never had a White Claw in my life until it was the, well, actually, when I came here to Tampa, oh, yeah. I flew in on a Friday. And then Saturday, Tarazis and I had tickets to the uh, UFC event here at the, uh, the local arena, right? And so we go to the UFC event, and we're over there, and we're, you know, getting our freaking overpriced yeah. $14 freaking drinks. <laughs> and I look at Tarazis, and Tarazis got some clear <laughs> drink. And I was like, what's this cool drink? And a Zima? And so I was like, what's that? And he's like, it's a White Claw. You never tried it? It's like, it's a seltzer. And I was like, I'm not drinking <laughs> that. So I ended up Yo, getting it later talk? on the night. And I'm like, this is the greatest I, thing I, on earth. We're talking about this is Zima before I drink the White like, Claw. Whoa. Yeah, it, it, I'm sold. Oh, yeah. boy. What you say? What you say? Uh, bro, you ain't had the watermelon. Huh? That's why. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what about? <laughs> oh, come on. You didn't know. He's drinking no, one. Man. Hey, the only reason I said that is because I'm looking at one right now. <laughs> and it's good. Yeah, I'm drinking one right now. And so, yeah, hey, lemon, black yeah, those cherry, are the, those watermelon. Are the what else, Rudy? Yeah, those are the tops. Because the other ones are. Eh. Those are the, the tops. Yeah, yeah that I one mean, isn't too bad. Oh, one. what about the. I like the lemon. What about the lime? Do you like the lime? Yeah, and it's fresh, man. Like I said, I mean, it's it's ah, dude, it's better than water. I mean, okay. Going, anyways, going okay. Back to it, uh, Sorry about that, Rudy. Okay, that going back so to the question my, I asked. So, like, what about my you? ethnicity or anything like that? It goes back into just. So, I'm actually a military brat. Dad was in the Navy. Um, originally, he was enlisted and then crossed over to the officer side. So it's more along the lines of just trying to uh, make the family proud and then just kind of. A lot of the shared experiences just with de- dealing with different things and having different opportunities comes from that. So that's where I gain like a lot of my inspiration and stuff like that. Nice, nice. And, hey, yeah, and yeah, I, yeah, I'm good. pretty sure you guys don't know. So Rudy's father works. Can I say where he works, Rudy? Not the location, but just the. Yeah, so Rudy's dad works for DISA, right? Hey, Rudy. You want to keep getting those good assignments. Hey, bro, find it. Get it with your dad. Get him to get us hey, across you know, the main hey, solution. Bro. So, so, we'll, we'll transfer. We'll oh, different different, low. different yeah, opportunities yeah. have presented itself because of that. But... <laughs> really? So, so you mean to tell me you could have been and had this conversation and had, had, had your dad go ahead and work, work the work and you be like the, the, the driving, the conduit between us and actually succeeding and getting back to making life easier for some law planners and you ain't said nothing you ain't did <laughs> hey i don't i don't bring that up all the time so 
the last time that I kind of intervened because I don't like <laughs> using him is uh, remember whenever um, everything failed with it was like exporting some kind of file and uh, no one kind of knew why it went offline and it was from Beecates. Like I sent sent my pops. So he works at a place called uh, it's a part of DISA. It's called JDTC. The or JITIC. Sorry about that. JITC the Joint Interprobability Test Command. And one of the programs is Jopes slash BKs. So a couple of years ago, I actually kind of reached out to him because no one kind of knew what was happening in the Air Force as a broad <clears throat> spectrum. Uh, sent an email about an hour later, I got a call from Sergeant Gonzalez's uh, two predecessors before him, um, Senior Master Sergeant Ro or no, uh, what was his name? Rodriguez, yep. And then I started working with him. So I mean, there's there's different aspects Rodriguez. that it comes with. It's just yep. I don't always bring that up. Thank you, Sar Gonzalez, for bringing that up. <laughs> yeah. Hey, well, hey, 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 hey. he's, he's, he's doing something different right now. So ready that's to why take I haven't actually something, reached bro, out to him. But, so. That's good. Well, as, as hey, soon as you know, A3OD here, oh, I mean, never mind. My problem. So I'm gonna plead the fifth on, on that. You should have brought him up. <laughs> hey, one day we gonna have this. One day we gonna have a conversation about about D cakes, and man, no. that's gonna be the conversation. I think that we all gonna get fired on. Oh yeah. No, not not at all. Not, so I'll tell you what. So um, uh, I know that depending on where you work at or, or who you are, or how long you've been in the career field, uh, the D, the A3OD folks uh, sometimes get a bad rap, right? I will tell you, and I'm not kissing butt because I don't work for them, but I will tell you for having the pleasure of working alongside of those guys for the last two years, those guys, and specifically um, the two civilian uh, retired or former log planners, that are leading that office, as well as the oh, master sergeant home. and then sergeant. staff sergeant, by the way. For those of you who don't know, we have a staff sergeant there on the A3 staff. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. She, uh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. So, okay, I don't want to get off topic, but I want to let everybody who's listening right now know, for a log planner, when we talk about UTC management, I want you to know that the tip of the spear the one person in the Air Force, and when I say one person, I'm not bullshitting you, the one person in the Air Force who has to look at every single UTC that comes up for their binary review hey, is hey, a when staff I, sergeant. On, I, I think you was at my, uh, think my about last, that next time my, my last briefing. With a UTC. Now you went at the last briefing for, for AF, but you was at one of them when I spoke about this. Like, look, man, we have a staff sergeant sitting at the top looking at all of this information. And I was like, stumping my feet, like, please. Help us, help her, because because yeah. So yeah, not going, she's on my, going through a lot. She's smart. Yeah, yep. yeah not to not to go oh, on my rant, not to go on my rant, but you shouldn't have brought it up. Love y'all. Come, oh. Come on, come on, come on, y'all. Come on. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no. I got it. So no, no. So, so so what I'm saying is like I I know I know sometimes that office will get their fair share of heat, right? I will tell you that having worked alongside of them, if anybody in here thinks for one second that the only thing that that office has to do all day is think about what it takes to help the career field, 
you are sadly mistaken. They are constantly getting hit with stuff. And that's just the stuff that I'm aware of, right? But I will tell you, they are some of the smartest people, the most passionate people, and the most innovative people that I've met. And that's from their civilian leadership down to the, to the two planners that are assigned. Um, a lot of times we won't see it, but hopefully in the near future, depending on what happens with this COVID thing, uh, we will see it and the crew will benefit from it. But um, I will tell you, they work hard. Okay. They work hard. Uh, no, he's left. He's left. So, but anyways, not to. Like I, said, I don't want to rag on those guys. I will tell you guys, <laughs> those guys are smart. They, they are very smart, and I uh, and I would go. I'd go to war with those guys any day, mainly because they're the war dogs, right? Yeah. So, but uh, all right, man. So what do we got? So you, at, you, you, yeah, I was uh, talking about five uh, minutes. The Latin and Hispanic, you know, um, coalition. So what's finish that? Gonzo, Gonzo brought up he 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 um he yeah <laughs> oh yeah yeah the whole uh, being the Latino log planner hey man so here here's what I tell you man and, and it's bit me in the butt quite a bit growing up right so I have a lot of strikes against me number one I'm Latino strike one number two I'm from Texas strike two number three I'm short. Strike for you, right? So you best damn believe that when I come into a room <laughs> or I come into a team that there <laughs> uh, uh, plus, okay, yeah, those are three strikes, but take a strike off, a check mark. I'm from San Antonio, Texas. Check mark number two. I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan, right? So, but uh, but no, all jokes aside, I definitely um, have felt that I definitely have a chip on my shoulder as a Latino male going into to different teams. I'm definitely not submissive. I'm definitely not reserved, but I like to kind of feel things out for a good six months or so on a PCS, not a deployment, to see how things are working before I start trying to ask questions. But I think it's helped me. I definitely think it's helped me, but I definitely have been in situations before in my military career where I'm like, okay, Gonzo, you got to step back because you're 100% letting your pride take over as a Latino male. And I mean, like I said, I'm short, I'm from Texas, and I'm Mexican, boy. We're going to have problems. If I, and when I say we're going to have problems, it's if I don't check myself. And I've tried to do that. I don't know, Rudy, <laughs> what would you say? And you, you don't have to be polite, man, <laughs> even though I'm downstairs from you right now, and I will go upstairs if I need to. Yeah, um, no, I've seen it a couple so, times. So, no, but Even I mean, have you, we like, were, uh, have you seen it with me too before that I have to really check myself? But at times? the same time, though, it wasn't. Sometimes it may have been off, yes, but other times it was uh, it was needed because I mean, our job. Not a lot of people know what it is until something messes up. So, I think the whole being uh, being forward about different things pretty much makes other people listen before it gets to that point whenever something goes wrong. So uh, I, I've seen it on both ways. I've seen it in a negative situation. I've seen it in a positive situation. Um, I'd say eight out of 10 times it's been positive. Uh, whenever it's negative, it's only within like the shop, like talking to uh, like a close, like little group of people. It's not necessarily broadcasting it to everyone. So 
I don't think it's been uh, any kind of a hindrance against you or anything like that. I think it's a uh, workout and your benefit for it. Gotcha. And so what about you, Salinas? Have you, has it, what, what about in your uh, uh, pre-log plans as a cop? Uh, so did you ever see it impact uh, you at work, your culture? Uh, yes. Uh, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a hothead. I wouldn't say I'm cocky, but I'm very straightforward. Uh, so when it comes to like reserving my mouth, it's like, okay, okay. I, you know, I'll bite my tongue and everything until unfortunately I, I get, it's more along my peers. We're just like, I have to let loose and let it out. Uh, it's bit me in the ass a handful of times, but uh, sometimes uh, it's, it had to be said again, this is all opinion, uh, opinionated and everything of like that. Uh, I do as years go by and everything, as I grew it through the ranks and everything, I, developed to be a little bit more reserved in a sense or like actually think about what I'm about to say or about to burst out. So I do check myself a lot more or especially when I'm about to react towards something that's pretty foul. Again, again, in my opinion, where I, I can come out with a better response versus something pretty aggressive or too direct. Uh, it benefits, but I'm getting, uh, I haven't done that in probably about a year and a half, maybe less than that. Not since I've been a loggy, but yeah, yeah, I do check myself a lot. That's uh, that's good to know. It's amazing. Uh, I, I know mine has definitely changed as I've gotten older, right? It's it's crazy. I mean, they talk about with come with uh, age comes wisdom or knowledge, right? And it definitely does. But uh, what about you, Bracely? What have you seen for you, man? I mean, I know you're very passionate about your culture. You're very passionate about your background. I see you promoting a lot of uh, a lot of black and African American so businesses that, that one and culture thing, on your Facebook uh, page. Unity, How is that unity you? in the community, right? Um, not that you know, I'm I'm, I'm biased, but I, 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 my people get on my nerves. Um, when I say they get on my nerves, because because at times um, we allow society to uh, <clears throat> make us fit a certain look, a certain stereotype, you know. A certain look or a certain mentality when we have a lot of talent um, that can be exposed. Uh, and when I say exposed, I mean exposed in the, in the right way. So um, if somebody comes up and 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 has has a great idea, has a great concept, and again, I said this on so many ways and forms and formats. I'm I'm always for the for the underdog. I don't care who you are, but for for my people, I'm definitely for for my people because we've been underdogs for so long. Um, and, and unfortunately, even in San Antonio, we are the we are the underdog. We are perceived as a threat, so we get shut down a lot. Um, and I, I hate that because everybody should be able to benefit off of what every every community is putting out there. Um, and the big thing is is why should a Walmart or a Target or some major corporation get all the money when? Um, when there are great concepts and ideas and people are producing so much, um, so much uh, greatness, but they can't get, they can't get on a, a scene or a platform because it doesn't fit the mode of that corporation. But that corporation always finds a way to shut down those small, those small individuals, small factors. So I pushed, I, I pushed, I pushed everybody, but I pushed my people harder because I feel like people think that all we're supposed to do is play play basketball, football, and be rappers. When we got some pretty dope people out there that's doing a lot of things other than that. So, um, 
that, that, that that's uh no that's that's pretty ins- inspirational that you say that briefly i know uh um so here's what i'll offer right to the people listening right now this is in no way shape or form uh we're not trying to give you guys cultural 101 or what it's like to be a latino or, or a black male in america but but it's definitely a talk that we need to have and i will tell you that racism exists prejudice exists but thank god that we're all in the united states air force when i say all or former or current or or retired or future right um we meet i've met a lot of people over my 17 years now from various cultures and i will tell you if for anything being open-minded, being open to people's cultures, being open to various sexes, religions, race, and whatnot, that has been one of the greatest gifts that I've gotten from the military. Um, again, I know it exists. I know there are still people out there who, for whatever reason, will shun or dislike others. But uh, but I'm happy, man. I mean, I'm happy that that we're able to have a podcast like this. I'm happy that the Air Force looks into when they do promotion, when they look at jobs, when they look at placing people, they take into consider, um, you know, diverse and, and, you know, and gender. I think it's good. I think, I think it's positive. And uh, man, I mean, but then again, I mean, of course I'm coming from my Latino uh, mindset. So when um, I was a cop, and that's all I can, uh, probably, I would, you know, that's uh, all I can give. I would but, be uh, an NCIC of a position of a work center where I'd have to do local hiring for the section. Uh, I'd always encourage minorities to apply. Uh, you know, it's like uh, there's that stigma within the environment, of course, when you're in a minority that you can't do something or you're not able to do something because you're not recognized. Like, no, 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 no. I encourage you to apply. Uh, just as Master Sergeant Bracey said, everyone has some sort of strength they can offer, whatever it, it may be. You know, it, you know, I'm going to hear the feedbacks like, oh, this person does not suit the positions. Like, how come? Do we even offer this person a position of sort. Uh, let's let this person shine. You know, let's let this happen. Open it up for this person. They might not suit the image, but it's like, what image are you trying to appear, man? And it's just like, be open. Uh, be open to accept what this person is, who this person is. Give this person a chance and opportunity. That's something I learned as a cop as well. Uh, of course, uh, it's multi-race and everything of the sort, but I am a firm believer that everyone does deserve an opportunity. You know, there's going to be a lot of people who are uncomfortable because they are the minority or they're just scared of it because of what... Uh, I'd want to make it sound bad, what their people are uh, perceived to have. It's like, no, 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 be proud. Yeah. Go out and show what you have, yeah, you know, be, in that, be, corner, yeah, that kind of and sense. I, 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 the, the one thing from being in the military and kind of going over what Donald said, the one thing about being in the military and being, being around so, a big, uh, so much of a diverse group is the fact that I literally, well, I, I can, I don't know about the other person, but I literally can argue and have a, a political difference from you and and it may feel some type of racist undertone, but at the end of the day, when I get to having that discussion with you, like you still gonna be somebody that whatever you was before we had that disagreement, you still gonna be that person and you still gonna be that same person. I'm not gonna hold no no hard feelings because I understand your background and your upbringing and your life experiences are totally different than mine. Uh, which is why I don't understand why people of this day and age can't sit back and they disagree on something, and and then when they disagree, the first thing they first thing they do is they cut you off or counsel you, um, counsel you as an individual because y'all don't agree fundamentally. Hey, that, that's what makes that's what makes us us. 
Cat Williams said it best. Uh, uh, we the same, <laughs> but we different. We the same kind of different. You know what I'm saying? And, that, and that's that's what makes us like so great is because a lot of us are, are, same, are, are different in the aspect. But the one thing that I will not uh, will not take uh, stand for is blame disrespect because of background. I mean, you may disagree or agree with somebody fundamental somebody's fundamentals but just because th that's that case of course uh, you don't wake up with that individual every day you don't live that individual's life for them to feel the way they feel so you know you just because of that is that don't mean you can't you got to look at somebody that well man him had a disagreement with you know and i didn't like i didn't like his stance so because i didn't like his stance i ain't gonna deal with him well guess what when you get put in the convoy convoy truck or combat situation and and out is in and the only person or only people that's there to keep you alive are those people that you that you disagree with politically and on a fundamental basis. I guarantee you, y'all gonna throw that stuff out the window and get everybody home. Cause I've been in that situation. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, I have I have too. And uh, yeah. a lot of everything just gets set aside. I bet, man. I bet. And, and I have never, thankfully, um, God bless, I've never been in that situation before. But I will tell you what, man, um, I am one of the most open-minded people you ever meet, but there is one group of people that I have 100% oh, prejudice against. And it's people that are not Dallas Cowboy fans, okay? And, okay. Whoa. And, for all, and for all of you. Wow. That you know, escalated quickly. You guys shouldn't be on earth, okay? That's all I'm saying. And so, so, and. Yeah, I mean, okay, and you know what? And but okay, but there's one exception. My boss, uh, Chief Griffiths, he's okay. The rest of y'all, nope. Rest of y'all, no, bro. <laughs> hey, man. So we've been going now for for over an hour. So I'll tell you what. Uh, uh, let's go ahead and uh, Salinas, you go. Give hey, us your uh, final thoughts, you Rudy. You go, uh, and then Bracey, you take us out. I would like man. to share so my experiences Salinas. with everyone. You know, I, as you told me, uh, there's hundreds of people that feel the same way as I do, but. Uh, you have a voice. Don't be don't be shy. Uh, express yourself and everything. If you need help, ask for help. Uh, reach out. Uh, reach out to other wings units if you're embarrassed. Uh, criminal. What, one thing I learned about this career field is like how small it is. How we're intertwined and interconnected in some way. So that's what I love the most. Uh, is just seeing that. I mean, I'll call another installation. You guys will help me. You know, I could sp spoke to someone Bracely about maybe two months ago. He gave me he gave me so much help in the span of like two minutes. He even called me directly. I missed his call, but I called him back and he's like, "Hey, this is what do you have? This is how you do it." It's like, "Oh man, you actually told me something. You're at IMSC." <laughs> so it's pretty close knit, and that's the be the beautiful thing about this career field. So I thank you for having me on this podcast. Hey, and real quick before Rudy, before you go. Hey, um, Salinas, if somebody wanted to reach, uh, reach out to you, talk about uh, a little bit how you people use right skills, you uh, how can I they find you on the board? Aaron Angel, Salinas. Yep, reach out. Uh, again, just as you all say, I'm open to right, nice. any type of conversation. Uh, that no matter what the background is, who you are, what you are, I'm down to talk. That's what I, I love to do the most. Cool, cool. Yep. Uh, so, uh, yeah, just like uh, Selena said, I just want to say uh, thank you for having me on this podcast. You... Um, yeah, it's been a uh, an interesting conversation, but I think a lot has uh, been talked about, a lot learned. Um, like Selena was saying, I mean, I'm always here if you guys want to learn anything. Uh, 
if you guys want to learn anything about the soft or just going about different opportunities, maybe you have questions here and there. Um, always available, as uh, what we call is also saying, you guys can uh, reach me at uh, so the easiest way, just type in my last name, um, Terrazas, into Global, and you can send it either to my Air Force account or to my Silcom account. Do um, spell. I'll be, what's up? Spell your last, spell your last name. <laughs> all right, all right. It's going to be a Tango Echo Romeo Romeo yeah, Alpha yeah, Zulu Alpha <laughs> Sierra. And then my first name is Rodolfo. He was going to be putting I'm, up putting Rudy in there and they're going to be like, where's Rudy? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Romeo, Oscar, Delta, Oscar. Yeah, spell your first name, Rudy. Uh, yeah, there's only me, and it's either my Air Force or my SOCOM account, and I can be reached at either one of them. So yeah, if you guys have any questions or uh, just want to know how like my whole career track has been, because there's a lot that I left out on this podcast, um, but I will definitely share just different insights on what I've learned over the, the few years. Um, all I can say is that time goes fast, stay hungry. Always look for your different opportunities because they'll present themselves in maybe the weirdest times or uh, just the weirdest places. But take advantage of everything that comes about because you never know whenever what you may have learned a few years ago will come around a few years later. So uh, with that, I'd just like to say thank you to both uh, Sergeant Bracelet and Sergeant Gonzalez for having me on for today's podcast. Oh yeah. Uh, my I'm gonna go watch that movie tonight, by the way. No, um, <laughs> so, uh, to everybody out there that's listening, if you if you make it to the end of the podcast, because this one was over an hour, uh, uh, hopefully we can keep it at an hour, but if not, cool. Um, if you got questions or concerns <laughs> or feedback, by all means. Please shoot them if you please shoot them to my social media, or shoot them. Don't shoot them to my government email because uh, if you if you are in the situation I'm in, um, it is extremely difficult for me to uh, VPN and check email. And when I do, uh, it's, it's almost like one of those things where I said, "Let me go ahead and get all of this knocked out while I have access." Uh, so basically, you know, and and I'm and I'm open. I'm in, I'm opening and encouraging. Hey, input, flood my inbox. You know, message me. Um, and if you want to send some stuff to my personal email, that works absolutely better. Uh, is my and then my email is g i d j s m i l at gmail dot com. That's g i d j s m i l at gmail dot com. And this this format is for everyone. This format is for everyone, retired, chief, uh, if you are a civilian IDO, if you're a civilian law planner, you're airman, if you are reserve, guard, it is for everybody. Uh, there's no discrimination. I don't care if you just came in the career field yesterday. If you want to jump on and have some discussions, because every conversation at every level is beneficial, hit us up. Hit me up. Hit Gonzo up. Um, Gonzo will be the guy holding the white claw on his profile, looking like, uh, what's his name, Tiger Who? Joe, I can tell you. 
the, Mex- <laughs> Joe, the, Joe the, Exotic, the Mexican version of Joe Exotic. Uh, <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> yeah, bro, we got that. Yeah, Jose Exotic. Um, hey, man. So, yeah, thanks, Brissy. Thanks, both of you guys, man. I couldn't have said it better myself. Hey, man, everybody out there, you guys stay safe, take care of each other, and we will see you later on this week. We got right, uh, Cynthia Shuff, retired hey. log planner, coming on in All two right. days. Uh, and later, everybody, guys. you Thanks, stay guys. safe.